Rampage, Kuf Pe Gimel, 183, five lines from the top. We've just been speaking about how um, the idea of Nitzchis, Meshubach HaMafoyer Adi Ad, Shmoy HaGodol, Hashem's great name, which now Shmoy HaGodol, um, the true Etzim Shmoy HaGodol, is the Etzim HaOyir, Shalomayla Megadar Gililigamei, the essence of the divine energy, which is totally above the realm of revelation, not even the Gilila Atzmoy, not even that Ur, which is Kolbatz Musay, like we were saying, which is the source of the Ha'ora, which is the source of creation, of, of uh, creating worlds, which is the Ur of Mali and Seviv. So the Etzim Shmei HaGadl is really the Etzim Ha'ur, which is above the, the realm of revelation, which is the revelation which the world will experience when Mashiach comes, the Gilia Helim Astimus the Ain Seif, which is usually above the realm of revelation. That's Gdulosoi, Gdulosi Ha'atzmis, Hashem's essential, essential greatness, and that's why it says, not Gdulosho, Lashon Noichach, as if we're speaking in first person, rather Lashon Anister, third person, because it's talking about the hidden, steam that calls steaming, the hidden of all hiddens, meaning Hashem's true essence, which is above the realm of revelation. Um, so now we understand, Meshubachim Fer Adiyad Shmei HaGadl. So Shmei HaGadl here, in the higher sense, is relating to even above uh, Havaya, which Havaya is relating to the Eir, which is Kol. But we say this is just the Eir, the Etzim Ha'ir. Before, it's in the realm of revelation, not even a revelation la'atzmai. So Shmei HaGadol is Meshubach Mver Ade Ad. There's an Indian of Nitzchis, of, of a constant, lasting forever, to the idea of Shmei HaGadol. Uh, Nitzchis the ain't safe, because now we understand Shmei HaGadol is referring to Etzim Ha'ir, which is truly Nitzchi, truly Bligvul. Let me explain what the idea of Nitzchis is. Nitzchis is... Um, what is Nitzchis? Nitzchis is the idea... It's only something... You can only say Nitzchis in something which is in the, in the in the realm of time. Meaning that it's Shaykh, idea of past, present, future. But being that time usually stops, so therefore it's not Nitzchi. But when something is not limited by time, like it says by Adam... If he would eat from the Eitzachayim, Chai Lo'ilam, live forever, what does it mean forever? Meaning he won't stop living. Um, so at any time it says, Eil it means, mm-hmm. Time that will last forever. So Nitzchis only applies within time. Within, within time, there will be no stop to that time. Something which is not in the realm of time at all, above the whole, basically above the divine energy, which relates to the limitation, which relates to the limits of time, of past, present, and future, you can't say Nitzchis, because it's not even the realm of time in the definition of time to the extent to the point that you should be able to say that it won't stop because this is something which is not even in time anyway so therefore it's not shy to say about it a it's not within time so only something which is within the realm of time like days and years it's not it's shy to say something which is above time you can't say so we have to understand then that time is a new creation it was created from nothing to something like the idea like also of the world um, and therefore, there must be an end to time. Time must be limited. Just like the uh, creation, which is limited, is created from yeshmi ayin, nothing to something. It also has a hefsik, being that it's a mechudish, it's something which is new. It's not something which it's inherently exists. It is something which only exists because Hashem wants it to exist, and therefore it's limited. It's a limited creation, therefore it has a limit to how long it exists. If it has a beginning, it will have an end. And this, all the chachmi of chikhuda, Basically, every physical thing, being that it's physical and limited, it cannot have an unlimited life force within it. Therefore, 
something physical cannot live forever because the life force within it is not unlimited. So therefore, how is it possible that within time itself there should be a concept of nitzchis, something which lasts forever, which is not limited by time? Anything which is in the realm of time cannot be nitzchis, like we just said, cannot last forever. And any creation which has a limited life force within it cannot last forever. And also time itself is a creation cannot last forever. So the explanation is that even though time in and of itself inherently uh, has an end to it, has a limit to it, but nevertheless, when there shines within time a ray from the infinite energy of Hashem, which is totally above the realm of time, above the idea of past, present, and future, that's the idea of Havaya. Havaya it has within it Haya, Hoiva, and Yia, was, is, will be all at the same time, in the same word, the same name. So when there's a revelation of Havaya within the time, within this limitation of time, then even within time there can be a revelation of something which is above time. And that's the idea of Nitzchis, something which is lasts forever, it can be within time. That even the days and the years which are in the realm of time, past, present, and future, will never stop. That's because of the Ha'ar of Ein Seif, because of the shining of the infinite energy of Hashem, which is above the realm of time, which is now shining within time, giving it that, that constant, that Nitzchis to it. Five lines at the top. As it's, as it's written in Sefer of Kabbalah, the fourth gate, chapter three. The regarding the idea of explanation of what it means when we say about Hashem Ein Seif that He has no end. So this is a direct quote now, following this these words Ein Seif. Ein Seif doesn't mean it's not referring to Hashem's true essence, His true core and essence. Ella al It's only referring to Hashem's external name. Which is on that truly that is called Ein Seif. Hashem's name is really truly Ein Seif. It has no end. Emphasis on end. Because the one who is called by that name, Hashem, it's obvious that he has no end because he has no beginning. Anything which never began, it's not going to have an end. Hashem always was, is, will be, he always existed, he never didn't exist, therefore he won't, he never won't exist. It's known, the Pelachim says, it's known that any Kadmin, anything which is primordial, which always existed, is Nitzchi, will last forever. But not everything that lasts forever always existed. So you can have something which didn't always exist but will last forever. There's many creations which will be which will last forever because of Hashem's will. Because basically not inherently they cannot exist forever because they are limited creations with limited life forces within them. But because they are imbued with Hashem's will, Hashem wants them to last forever, therefore they can last forever. Just like Hashem's will is unlimited, they can also last forever. Like we're saying this idea of above time within time. The parentheses says like like for example the hosts of the heaven, which is the stars and the planets, um, constellations, they last forever, but they never are basically lose any of their existence. They become weaker. They don't become weaker. They don't are never diminished. As I explained other places, even though they are limited creations which were, which were created in the yes, they meaning they didn't always exist. They were they're created, and therefore if they have a beginning. They seem they have to have an end according to the rule we said before. They were created during the six days of creation, like the Medrashavah says. Rakshazel, but But only the reason they do have an itzchis to them is because the Hashem's will, Hashem desires that they should last forever. Who built built which Hashem's will is something which is totally has no limit to it, has no end to it. Therefore, the Hashem's will, which is unlimited, has the ability to imbue. A nitzchis, even within the limited creations. 
Now, continuing the lashon of the Palachrimin, this parenthesis L'chayr was a quote from the Rebbe Shab explaining the Palachrimin, V'afkan Shmoy Yisbarich. So, so to hear Hashem's name, Shmoy um, Gematria Rotzin, which we know that Shmoy name is in the numerical equivalent, the Gematria of Rotzin, of Hashem's will, which we're saying before, will is what can imbue creations with the Nitzchis, so the will is unlimited. Hine Mahusi Vatzmusi Yisbarich, Hu Hatchila Lehem. So Hashem's name, which is the idea of His will, Hashem's essence is the beginning of these levels of will, of His name, right? The where is the idea of will is still is a limited level, even though it's a very sublime level. Um, but it, it started somewhere, even though it's a unlimited. Sorry, it's totally unlimited revelation of godliness, but it had a start to it. Therefore, according to the rules that we state stated above, it must have an end to it. So the essence of Hashem is the start, meaning is the ultimate source for Hashem's will, Hashem's name. That's why Hashem's name is called unending. It doesn't have an end, specifically. End. It doesn't, it's not called that it doesn't have a beginning. Because a name, Hashem's name, Hashem's will does have a beginning. It started from the one who is called by that name, meaning from Hashem's very essence. It's a beginning, Ritsoinius. It's a, a wanted beginning and not a time-bound beginning. Meaning this is a level which is still above time. Um, therefore, you can't say it's beginning now, it's starting. I mean, at this specific time is when Hashem's, the revelation of Hashem's will or Hashem's name started because there's not time yet on that level. But it's a beginning in the sense where it didn't exist and then it existed because Hashem wanted it to exist. But you can't d- define the beginning of by a time-bound beginning. I'll see what explains about this concept in the famous Hemshech Samach Vav we quoted above but even though this level of Hashem's name Hashem's will um, had a beginning from Hashem's essence but it does not have any end at all this is the end of the quote of the Pelach so Ein Soif what doesn't have what is it called Ein Soif Hashem's name is Ein Soif uh, because even though it has a beginning it started from Hashem's essence, which is one that basically revealed that level of Hashem's will or Hashem's name, but it doesn't have an end because it's imbued with the infinite energy of Hashem. Because of it, Pelachimim writes also, That's why Keser, crown of Hashem, which is usually synonymous with Ratzin, Hashem's will, is also, which is called crown because it's above the head, meaning it's above even the highest sphere, the head, the moichin of Atzilis. It's an unlimited revelation of Godliness surrounding that, meaning surrounding the sentence in the sense that it's not revealed in an internal way within the worlds. So that's why Kesser, which is synonymous with Ratzin, also is sometimes called Ein Seif, doesn't have an end. Even though obviously Hashem's will, Kesser is a specific level, which was not primordial. It didn't always exist. It started in the Baal Hashem, in Hashem's essence as the source for that. It's not, so it's definitely not primordial. But because it's energy, it's revelation of divine energy, is Ein Seif, has no end to it. Therefore, it's called Ein Seif, even Kesser. So it had a beginning, but it doesn't have an end. It doesn't have a limitation to it. It's an unlimited revelation of godliness, but it had a start. Hashem willed it into existence. So this idea we're saying here, this all is in the realm of nefesh. That like we said in the Sefer Yitzira, there's Oilam Shana Nefesh, three aspects of creation which are interconnected. Oilam being the space of worlds, Shana being time, and Nefesh being the energy of time and space the divine energy behind all that. So this is all relating to the idea of nefesh. As it's written by, in the Kudetera from the Arizal, 
as it's written there on the verse about the machtis shekel, the half shekel that they have to give every year, um, and each person should give a koifer nafshe, an atonement for his soul. That keser is called the soul of the whole atzilus, because it is the source for all the energy which enlivens all the spheres of atzilus. Um, keser is, like it says, Chokhmah is found from Ayn, Ayn being keser, which is above the yesh of the world of atzilus, but the source of all the energy of atzilus, the soul, so to say, of atzilus, is from keser. Even though Keser, in and of itself, is a netzal, is an emanation from Hashem, meaning it's not Hashem's very essence, it's just something which was revealed from Hashem. Nevertheless, it is with is found within Keser, an aspect of of unboundedness, infinitude, because it is directly connected back to Hashem's very essence. So there, even though it had a beginning to it, it has it's imbued with this infinite energy. So therefore, this is all right. So in Yenzeh, this whole idea of Keser being called Ein Soif, or Hashem's name being called Ein Soif, is related to the Nefesh, the energy, the divine energy behind creation. Um, even though these levels we're talking about do have a beginning to them, they are Netzal, they were emanated from Hashem, but still they have an infinitude towards them. So so too we can relate this to the Shana, the time of creation, which is interconnected with also the Nefesh. Like I said before, any creation which is limited has to have, that was, which is the idea of oilam, um, has to have a limited nefesh also. So time also can relate to all this concept. If there a limited energy creates limited time. Um, so relating to the time of creation. Which this is the idea of time which is drawn down and created. From and created into the worlds of the lower worlds, so the created worlds of Briatia from the, the level of Malchus of Atzilus. So the source of time is from the lowest sphere of the world of Atzilus, Malchus of Atzilus. Which that's why this idea of, of Malchus of Atzilus it says, Malchus, Malchus, your Malchus, I mean, Malchus of Atzilus is the source of all of the worlds, I meaning it's the source of the divine energy which goes into the created worlds of Briatia because Malchus is what basically veils, conceals that energy, and allows it to be on the, the a limited level to be able to be received by the lower creations. So not only is it source of the energy for all of creation, but also it's the source of the energy for creation, including time. That's why we see by Malchus always this idea of Melech, Molech, Yimlech, he was a king, he is king. In, in, in the level of Malchus, now you can have this idea of limitations of was, is, and will be, of past, present, future. Whereas higher than Malchus of Atilus, it's still too high, and it's above the definitions, the limitations, the differentiation of past, present, and future. So the idea of time, basically the idea of before and after, one second is before, the next second is after, is drawn down and is created in the world, the created worlds of Biyah from the level of Malchus of Atzilus, the lowest sphere of Atzilus, which conceals the energy enough so that it should be on a level that it should be able to start differ- differentiating between past and present. Mavur Makamacher, explain another place, but even within Atzilus, not just how it goes down into the, the created worlds of Biyah, like we're saying now, but even in Atzilus, there's an idea of Zman Netzal, of an emanated time, meaning a time which is more interconnected with the divine energy, the unlimited energy of Hashem. Which is expressed in the, the, the basically before and after in the order of the spheres. Chachma comes before Bina. Bina comes before Das. So that idea is the source, is the idea of time within Atzilus. Because the whole idea of time in general is this idea that there is a before and an after. 
And the only time you can define a before and after is when it's already a limited divine energy, a limited creation. But even in the world of, of Atsilas, which is usually above time, there is still the source of the idea of time in a more abstract way. One sphere becomes comes before another, is higher, is on a higher level than another. That itself is the idea of before and after. Obviously, in, within level, Chokhmah is higher, more sublime than Bina. But still, the source of the idea of time. And so to the idea, even higher than, um, then you could even say even higher than Atzilis, the idea of Ratzay and Shoiv, this idea that within creation, the divine energy is in a constant state of a tenua, of Ratzay, of running back to its source, and then Shoiv returning to enliven creation. Basically, Ispashtus, which is Shuv, and Histalkus, which is Ratzay, like the heartbeat of a person, the blood of the body. It's extending out in the in the body into all the limbs and then returning back to the heart to get its to get energized from its source again. Um, so this idea of Ratsay and Shoiv, which exists within the Chayis Ratsav Shoiv, like Chassidus explains that Chayis not just doesn't just refer to the angels called the Chayis of Kedish, but also to the Chayis of creation, to the divine energy of creation, is in the Tanua of Ratsav Shoiv, always in Istalkas Ispashtus, extension, expansion and returning back to the essence. So that also the fact that there was a, a shoiv and then afterwards a rotzi and then afterwards a shoiv and then afterwards a rotzi is the idea of time also and the source an even higher level for the idea of time even higher than the kedim of and the spheres of Atilus. after the parentheses af shazman hu nivra so 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 too within time the idea of time is drawn down into the created worlds of biyah from malchus of Atilus. and now even though that time is a creation im kolzeh yachalis nitzchi b'rotzi nabayiriz barich Nevertheless, time could still be considered nitzchi, constant, as long as it's imbued with Hashem's will, the will of the Creator. Through the fact that there shines within time a divine energy, a ray of energy from above time, that imbues time with a nitzchis, with a constant, everlasting aspect to it. Um, so not, not just within nefesh, which is these levels of keser. A keser, even though it had a start to it, it was, it was emanated from Hashem's essence, but still, it has an itzchis to it. It has an ain't safe aspect to it. It's an unlimited revelation of divine energy, because it's imbued with Hashem's will. But and so too, shana. There is an aspect within time, even though time is a limited creation, just like keser is a limited level which is emanated from Hashem. So too, time, even though it's limited, it can have a unlimited a nitzchis to it by the rotzim by being imbued by the will of Hashem through the fact that it shines within time, a level with which is above time. So it can, it's, it's found, we understood from all this, there is, in this idea, this this concept of nitzchis, of everlasting, um, lasting forever within time, an idea of a unification with something which is above time, with time. So there's a, when, you, when you say nitzchis, which only applies within time, that shows you this idea of a unification of above time with time. Even though these are two total opposites from one extreme to another extreme, basically limitation and unlimitation, infinite and finite. But when you have this idea, this concept of nitzchis, of lasting forever within time, so you have both infinite, lasting forever, and finite and time together in the same thing. So like we said before, these creations... There's creations that last forever, even though they had a start to them. They were created. There's time. There's an idea within time that can last forever. If you were to eat from the Eitzachayim, you would live forever. So how can you live forever? Time is limited. The energy within time is limited. But 
there is, when you have a revelation of a level of godliness which is above limitation, within limitation, within time, then you can have this idea of nitzchis. And this is the idea of, it says in the Zayar, the unification of Kuchubichu, Hashem, blessed be He, the Holy One, blessed be He, which Holy One always refers to, Kaddish is always referred to Hashem's a level of godliness which is totally moved, totally holy and separated from creation, meaning an unlimited revelation of godliness. Ushchinta and Hashem's divine presence, which always refers to the level of godliness as Sheikhenes and Mislabeshes, a limited, contracted divine energy which enclothes and dwells within creation in an internalized way according to the capacity of the creations. So this is a unification, basically, of the unlimited, of infinite and finite, which is expressed in the Zayar by Kuchibichu and Shechinta. And also, the Lashon of Kabbalah called the unification of Havaya and Elikim. Havaya being the unlimited aspect of, of divinity, like we said before, it includes the words of past, present, and future all in one, because it's referring to unlimited revelation of godliness, and Elikim, Referring to the limited level which closed within creation, Elikim Gmachiateva, like we said earlier, it's the same numerical equivalent as nature because it refers to the divine energy which it closed within nature and therefore looks like just everything is running by nature and not by um, divine intervention. So it's known. The idea, the concept of time starts within Malchus, like I said earlier. Like the proof is, in these verses we see it when a chant talks about Hashem's kingship, which is referring to Malchus of the world of Atsilus, which is Hashem's kingship, Hashem's characteristic attribute of being king, it all it uses different terms of time with it. Hashem Malach, Hashem was king, Hashem Melech, Hashem is king, Hashem Yimlech, Hashem will be king. Past, present, future is relating to Malchus. So the source of time is in Malchus, like I said earlier, because that's the first place where the divinity, divine energy becomes concealed enough to relate to limited differentiation, these chalkus of time, before and after. Which has to be Yitzchayim, from the Kutiyah that's written in Yitzchayim, and the Kutiyah from the Rizal, Parshas Bereshis, the Bichinah Zman, who been Nukva the Zman, the source of time, is in Nukva, which is the feminine aspect of the spheres, which is Malchus, the receiver from the higher spheres, of Zah, Malchus, how of Zah, which is the Ampin, which is the Midas. Because obviously it's known that every all the spheres in the in the world of Atzilus and in Kedusha are all miskalos, they have inclusiveness together. So the Malchus, how it exists within the Midas of Atzilus, um, that is the source of time. So we see that the source of time from the Sifre Kabbalah is in Nukva. More specifically, the Nukva, Malchus, how it relates to Zah. And that's why there's a halacha that positive commandments that are time-bound, um, women are, are exempt from them. Women are exempt from positive mitzvahs that, that, that are time-bound. Why? Because the source of time is in malchus of zah. Zah is the masculine aspect, the mashpia aspect of the spheres. And that's why women are exempt from those mitzvahs. Because even though time is in malchus, which women is the the receiver is relating to Malchus, but they're specifically within Zah, within the femi- the masculine aspect of the Sphiris, and therefore they are exempt from anything which is time-bound because it's not relating to their specific level. They are just in Malchus by itself, not Malchus how it's within the femi- the masculine aspect of Zah. Avol Shem so that's Malchus. However, Shem who is totally above time. Like it says, he was, he is, and he will be. This is the name of Hashem, which expresses his infinite revelation, like we said earlier, that Havaya can even refer all the way back to the Oyra Kolobim, the source of creation, how it's still included within the essence of Hashem, which is totally unlimited. However, the level of time, time comes into an aspect of, of limitation and stopping. 
whereas uh, as opposed to um, the idea of Havaya, Havaya, which is totally above time, totally above time, like it's Zman, it comes into Gvul, the Hefsik, limitation and stopping, has a end to it. This is the deeper meaning of the verse, like the Zayar explains, which the simple translation is, your eyes like pools in Cheshboin. Um, and Matsudas David explains this, your eyes should be pure and clear, like the pools in the city of Cheshboin. Next to the the next to the gateway, which is um, which is called Bas Rabim, and the that's the continuation of the verse. And the Nimshal, which this David says, what does this mean? Is referring to the sages, which are the Einehaida, the eyes of the congregation, to show them the right way that they should go. They're clear. They should be clear, like the clear water of these pools of water, which give water to all the um, to all the gardens. So this is the idea that the the sages should should be basically be clear in their mind to be able to direct the people go in the right way. But what is the deeper meaning of this verse? Of your eyes are like pools of water in Khajbain, using the word Khajbain means also calculation, not just this uh, name of a city. So this is referring to Malchus, which is called calculation. Which was Bazar, like the Zayar writes. And just to bring a little bit more explanation of this. Also, in, I guess, in Agaris Akedish and Tanya, Simon Lamed, it says also, it writes there, When is Hashem's greatness recognized? When he's in Irli Kenu. Irli Kenu is a reference to Malchus. Ir, a city, is when you have many different houses together, and the houses are made up of stones. And so too, Sirius Malchus, which is called the world of Dibur, the letters are called stones, and when they come together and form words, they're called houses. So many different combinations of all these letters that make words is the city of our God. And then after that it says, So Malchus is the level of the place of of calculation. And it says, Your eyes are like pools in Cheshbon. So Malchus is a place of Cheshbon because the idea of Cheshbon is to give a number and a limitation to everything. You're limiting it, you're counting it. And this is the idea, this applies in Sviras of Malchus, which from Malchus is drawn down limited creations, which have a limited number to them. Um, and Lukudetera in Chukas, it explains, it says, in a, just a direct quote, it says, um, that This is the world which is dependent on Dibur, on speech. Because the whole idea of Chalkus, of the differentiation of the divine energy from the infinite energy of Hashem to all the limited worlds, but Dibur is Chalkus and Regis on many different, different, different levels, um, and no two no two creations are the same. That comes from the aspect, the level of Dibur Ha'olim, from the supernal speech of Hashem, from the different combinations of the letters, which basically um, produce different um, different levels of divine energy. And therefore, Malchus, which is Dibur Ha'olim, the supernal speech, that is the place of Cheshbon of calculation, basically where the divine energy is calculated to and goes to each creation according to its specific characteristics its its capacity and that's what it means your eyes are like pools in Cheshbon so time is limited has a stop to it and this is the deeper meaning of the verse Cheshbon is the idea of Malchus which is limitation giving limit to each thing counting it um, also like the Gemara says the world will last for 6,000 years 
and then the last the chad kruv, and then one one thousand the last thousand years is of destruction, which is which uh, this explains the destruction means destruction from the yeshes that we know our feeling of yeshes of concealment of divine energy. Like the verse says in Tehillim, a thousand days in your eyes are like just one day from yesterday, one day gone by. So basically, we see that time is limited. Um, in parentheses, this is also the idea of the hefsik, the stopping and the limitation there is to the drawing down of divine energy into the limited world. Which this divine energy does not shine in a revealed way in the in the created worlds, the spiritual created worlds, meaning excluding our physical, the physical asiya. And all the more so in our lower world, the physical asiya, which there is no revelation of um, godliness is not revealed at all here. And this is because of, on the account of the hefsek and hakbala, the limitation that there is within already the level of malchus, which is the source for all the energy of creation. That's why also within creation, there is a limitation to how much the energy is revealed. It's not revealed. The lower it gets, the less the revelation there is. And that is relating to also the hefsek, that since the source of time is in malchus, that's, that's why there's also a limitation to time and a stopping in time. Nothing lasts, nothing lasts forever. So after after the parentheses of Shemavaya de Atsilus, however, within Shemavaya of Atsilus, because we already said earlier that Shemavaya relates to even really into higher levels than Atsilus, but in this idea of Shemavaya, how it relates to the world of Atsilus, like I said, each na- each each letter of Shemavaya Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey all relate to different spheres of the world of Atsilus. Who Lamaylam Mimchemas together as Man the is totally above the realm of time. And even this expression of nitzchis of eternal is not relevant to, to apply even to Havaya of Atsilus because something which is above the gather, above the realm of time which starts in Malchus of Atsilus like we said even though we said that there are more abstract higher levels of time but really when time starts the, the energy of time starts in Malchus of Atsilus so therefore within Havaya of Atsilus above Malchus of Atsilus just the divine energy how it's revealed in Atsilus before it gets to Malchus which is above the realm and the limitation of time, you can't apply this expression of nitzchis, everlasting. When Havaya, this level of a divinity, which is above time, uh, totally above time, unifies and shines within Elikim, which is synonymous with Malchus of Atzilus, which is the source of time, which is the idea, like you said earlier, the unification of Kuchibichu, the Holy One, Blessed Be He, referring to the divine energy which is holy, which is removed from limitation, shining within the Shechinta, within the divine energy which clothes in an internal way, in a limited, into limited creations, which that now brings about the Nitzchis, the, the everlasting the everlasting aspect within Malchus. But, like it says, the Shem will be king, kingship relating to Malchus forever. So an aspect of Nitzchis, even within Malchus, when there's a revelation of the Havaya of, At- of Atzilus, basically above the realm of time, unifying and shining within the source of time, Malchus of Atzilus, then that brings about the Yichud of Kuchibichu which is Nitzchis within Malchus. The Vechol Malchus, Void, anytime in the Torah it says the word Void, Ein Lehefsik, like the Gemara says, it means that there is no stopping to it, something everlasting. 
There should be an everlasting kingship of Hashem, even within time. And this is the idea, the concept of Nitzchis, everlasting, even within Malchus al Yadei, brought about through the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, which is totally transcends time, which shines within Malchus, the source of time. And behold, turning to the next page. To explain this even more depth, this idea that in the, the concept of Nitzchis, everlasting, how can that happen? Because it's only applicable within time, but how can you have something which is unlimited, doesn't have an end within time, which is limited, inherently limited? So to explain this even more, not just the idea, like I said, until now there's a relation of above time, within time. Let's get deeper. The fact, we explained before that time should be everlasting. Shouldn't end. However, nevertheless, this is only speaking about time, which is which is inherently limited. Every single day. A day is limited every single year. A year is limited by a certain amount of days, a certain amount of time, passing of time. This is all inherently limited. But the idea of Nitzchias, until now we explain that it lasts forever. It lasts for unlimited amount of days, unlimited amount of years. And through being, that's because it's time is now being imbued by a level of divinity which is above time, which is Hashem's will. Hashem can will, which His will is above time, can imbue the limited time to last forever. We call But this is still not the revelation of Hashem, the infinite energy of Hashem, the true unlimited nature of Hashem, true unlimited energy of Hashem. Just a level of rotsin. So this is not still the idea, the true idea of the unification of Avaya and Alikim. The true idea of Yichud of Alikim is in the is when there is a revelation of Avaya Mamish, the true Avaya, not just Avaya of Atsilus, which is basically Rotsi and Hashem's will, Keser. But when there's a true revelation of Avaya, like the Avaya like we explained until now, which is even the Eir HaKolob of how the source of creation is still included within Hashem's essence, that being Mesiachid, unified with Shemalikim. That time itself should become something which is above time. So until now, we've just explained that Nitzchis is that time is still time, meaning, but, when you have Nitzchis within time, when you have a revelation of the divinity of Atzilus, above Malchus of Atzilus, within Malchus of Atzilus, then the time lasts forever. But still, time is within its own limitation, within its own definition, within its own seer. A day is still a day, a year is still a year. But these days, these years will never stop because they're imbued with Hashem's Ratzin. But that is not still the true unification of Hashem's infinite energy, true infinity with time, with limitation. Like we explained earlier, the idea of, of the supernatural within the nature like we're going to explain in a second, but this is not the idea of above time within time, truly. It's not the true idea of Yichud Avaya and Likim, because there's a higher level than Avaya than just the Shem Zerotzin. The true idea of Gili Hashem Avaya Mamish and Shem Likim, what is it? That time itself should be above time. So the day, the definition of day and year is not anymore just a day and a year, because day and year is still Be'etzem, like we said, Be'etzem Abalgvul, inherently limited by a certain amount of time. A day is limit, is measured by a certain amount of time, a year also by a certain amount of days. But these days can last forever, can be everlasting, an unlimited amount of days. But the day itself is still, is still limited, so it's not really an unlimited nature within time. The days are st- you're still measuring things by limited quantities. So that is not the true Yichud of Vayat There's a higher level of divinity which can shine within 
the source of time which can make even time itself above time. Stop there, six lines on the top of Kuf Pei